What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. We're so happy you're joining us today. My name is Abby Wilson, and I have the privilege of serving as the Director of Guest Services at New Vision. Like I said, welcome. We are in a very special podcast series. This is just a little mini series this week as we journey through Holy Week. Cloud kicked us off yesterday with the Monday before crucifixion in this walk through Jesus's life as that's leading up to his crucifixion and resurrection that we're going to be celebrating this coming weekend. You know, I um, had this idea back in 2020, if we could all just remember back to spring 2020 when we were all staying at home. Um, there's a podcast that I regularly listen, regularly listen to. It's called That Sounds Fun. It's Annie F. Downs' podcast. And she, that year, um, in the week leading up to Easter for her podcast, she read through the Gospels every day, um, and it lined up with what Jesus was doing, preaching, and speaking on the Monday before crucifixion, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the day of crucifixion. Um, and all she did was read, she read the scriptures. She read every single gospel that lined up with that. Um, and I really used that. It really, really brought to life to me um, kind of in a new way for the first time. I felt the weight of what Jesus was experiencing and walking through leading up to his crucifixion and resurrection. And I, it really has changed for me the way that I view Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. It really has had an impact on me. And so when we were kind of talking through ideas of what to do leading up to Easter, I said, you know, this was something really neat that Annie F. Downs did. They say no idea is an original idea. It all comes from somewhere else. And so this was an idea that I got from her. Um, I just, it was really impactful for me. And so I'm happy that we are doing this for y'all. And I hope that if you didn't have a chance to listen yesterday, you go back and listen and and commit to walking through this week with us, um, this week of scripture of what Jesus's life would have looked like and what he would have been doing leading up to um, his ultimate sacrifice for us um, and, and the way that he made for us to get into heaven with him for eternity. So that's where we are at this week. What I'm going to be reading today, this would have been the Tuesday before crucifixion. This is going to be Luke, all of chapter 20. Um, I'm going to be reading this from the English Standard Version. So let's go ahead and jump in Luke starting Luke chapter 20, starting in verse 1. One day, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple and preaching the gospel, the chief priests and the scribes with the elders came up and said to him, Tell us by what authority you do these things, or who it is that gave you this authority. He answered them, I will also ask you a question. Now tell me, was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? And they discussed it with one another, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why did you not believe him? But if we say from man, all the people will stone us to death, for they are convinced that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it came from. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. 
And he began to tell the people this parable. A man planted a vineyard and led it out to tenants and went into another country for a long while. When the time came, he sent the servant to the tenants so that they would give him some of the fruit from the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent another servant, but they also beat him and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty-handed." And he sent yet a third. This one also they wounded and cast out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Let us kill him so that the inheritance may be ours. And they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When they heard this, they said, surely not. But he looked directly at them and said, what then is this that is written? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces. And when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. The scribes and the chief priests sought to lay hands on him at that very hour, for they perceived that he had told this parable against them, but they feared the people. So they watched him and sent spies who pretended to be sincere, that they might catch him in something he said, so as to deliver him up to the authority and jurisdiction of the governor. So they asked him, Teacher, we know that you speak and teach rightly and show no partiality, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful for us to give tribute to Caesar or not? But he perceived their craftiness and said to them, Show me a denarius. Whose likeness and inscription does it have? They said, Caesar's. He said to them, Then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they were not able in the presence of the people to catch him in what he said, but marveling at his answers, they became silent. There came to him some Sadducees, those who deny that there is a resurrection. And they said, they asked him, a question saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife but no children, the man must take the widow and raise up offsprings for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife and died without children, and the second and the third took her, and likewise all seven left no children and died. Afterward, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had her as a wife. And Jesus said to them, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy to attain to that age and to the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage, for they cannot die anymore because they are equal to angels and are the sons of God, being sons of the resurrection. But that the dead are raised, even Moses showed in the passage about the bush, where he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Now he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for all live to him." Then some of the scribes answered, Teacher, you have spoken well, for they no longer dared to ask him any questions. But he said to them, How can they say that the Christ is David's son? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. David thus calls him Lord, so how is he his son? And in the hearing of all the people, he said to his disciples, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and love greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. So this is all of Luke chapter 20. And even into um, chapter 21, this is probably, um, this just continued on with this teaching. And in fact, I want to read for you in Luke chapter 21, 
This is verses 25 through 28. This is just so powerful. And so I want to read this also as, as part of this scripture reading. It says, and there will be signs and sun. And this is Jesus speaking, by the way. Um, it says the coming of the son of man. And he says, and there will be signs and sun and moon and stars and on earth distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the seas and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world for the power powers of the heavens will be shaken and then they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory now when these things begin to take place straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near you know if you take the time to read through the gospels you'll notice a sense kind of of a ramping up as Jesus gets closer to crucifixion. And he's just wanting to teach as many as he could um, to pass on all of this wisdom to as many as he could before his time on earth was complete, to, to pass this wisdom on to his disciples. That way they could carry it on. I imagine the weight of what is on his mind. Remember that while Jesus was fully God, he was also fully man. We're going to get a, a really good picture of this on Thursday this week. If if you'll listen back that day as Marilyn walks with us that day through the Thursday before crucifixion. But just the weight, I think, you know, even when I'm preparing for something really monumental to happen, I kind of put other things to the side and I focus just on that one thing. I let everything else kind of just sit and wait. Jesus knew that there wasn't time for that. There wasn't time to sit and just prepare for what he was about to experience. He only had time to make sure that he was passing on all of this wisdom, all the knowledge that he could to just win as many people for Christ. Um, That way the church would continue once he was no longer here on earth. So I want to look back. I've got a couple points for you. I want to look back at the beginning of chapter 20, where we're reading through this parable of the wicked tenants. And again, just listen. I'm going to read for you again, verses 13 through through the beginning of verse 15. And it says, Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Let us kill him so that the inheritance may be ours. And they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What a picture of Christ's time on earth this is. Think of God the Father as the vineyard owner who sent his beloved son to this land and how the son was treated, killed. And what is going to happen to Jesus in just three days from now? The beloved son will be killed. Jesus goes on to say in this parable, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is taken directly from scripture. It's Psalms 118.22. Think of that song that we sing, Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love. Through the storm, He is Lord. Lord of all. There's a website. It's called gotquestions.org. Um, it gives biblical answers to questions that that people may ask. And so um, it, it describes the cornerstone. Jesus says the cornerstone is this way. It says the Bible describes Jesus as the cornerstone that his church would be built upon. He is foundational. Once the cornerstone was set, it became the basis for determining every measurement in the remaining construction, 
Everything was aligned to it. As the cornerstone of the building of the church, Jesus is our standard of measure and alignment. Jesus is our standard. You know, we're so quick to get caught up in some of the nitpicky rules and regulations, just like the 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 priests and the scribes and the Sadducees that we read about today are. And not that that rules and regulations aren't important, but here we see Jesus saying, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. That is what is the most important. We need to have a zeal for sharing the love of Christ to our mission fields, our circles of influence, our families, our friends, our children, because the time is now. Jesus had a sense of urgency because he knew the day and time of his death. While we don't know ours, we can rest assured that no time is guaranteed. And let that Start a fire in you to share this good news of Jesus Christ, because that's what it's about. You know, there's a quote on the wall in my office that I wrote up. It says, the why is more important than the what. I am so easy to get distracted by the what, the task to get done, the checklist to mark off, and I forget the why. As Christians, our why is Jesus. Serving Him and glorifying His name is what we are called to. Let that be the driving force in what you're doing. This is the good news. If we as Christians are called to share the good news, that's what needs to be the most important to us. And yet we can so easily get caught up in in, in these rules and in in wanting to make sure that that this letter of the law is is you know walked out appropriately but Jesus came we are not under that law anymore and there's a new law given to us love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself so let that be the driving force in what you're doing you know if if you don't have a personal relationship with christ if if that's something that's maybe new to you and you've got questions about it we have resources for you if you just go to newvisionlife.com you can click on the next steps information we would love the chance to talk with you. Also, I want to invite you this year. We are having a very special service on Good Friday. It's going to be at 12 o'clock noon on our Battlefield Campus Town Square. This is just going to be a chance to come together. And, and you know, we're so quick to go to Resurrection Sunday. But Good Friday, that's where it started. That's what started this three-day process that led to Jesus' resurrection. And so we are going to come together as a church body. So I invite you to that. I invite you also to continue listening to this podcast every day as we walk through this holy week leading up to Jesus' um, crucifixion and resurrection. Tomorrow, Pastor Nick Person's going to be with us talking on Wednesday. And so I just encourage you to join us. Um, I hope that you... Um, I hope that you're learning more about Jesus this week, that you're learning more about who he was as a person and how awesome he is as our God. Y'all be blessed today, and I hope you will join us back tomorrow for another New Vision podcast. Have a great day. 
Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.